Welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast. This week, Jeremiah and Bianca Stingle are having a conversation about becoming an effective leader, as well as how to develop others into strong, confident leaders. Within the notes for this episode, you will find a discussion guide so you can listen with your leaders to spark dynamic growth within your team. Are you ready to grow your leadership? Let's join this conversation with Jeremiah and Bianca. Hey, welcome to the Leadership Lab podcast, where we're developing the heart and soul of leaders. My name is Jeremiah. And I'm Bianca. And today we're going to be talking about seasonal leadership. We learn a lot from seasons. And so today we're going to talk about that. I love the different seasons, but my favorite season probably has to be fall. Fall just brings up all of the feels for me. I mean, it's cozy, it's warm, it's comfy. I love the colors of fall. They're beautiful. I love the food, all of the baked goods and the specialty drinks. I mean, I love what fall time does to my heart and my soul. It's my favorite season and I love I love the the clothing. It's comfy and it's cozy. What about you? What's your favorite season? I mean, I'm a summer guy. I like summer. I liked summer when I was a kid. We were out of school. I like the warm weather. I like going to the pool, to the beach. I love the sun. I love getting a tan. <laughs> I'm not naturally tan like you. And so I need the sun to give me that. I just, I love vacations. I love the food that summer brings. I love cookouts. I love 4th of July. I mean, okay. I just love summer. Come yeah. on. Somebody needs to drop a comment and <laughs> let us know what your favorite season is and why. Yes, we want to know because here's the thing. Seasons, they bring out all of the feels. There's there's memories attached to seasons. That's why some of us prefer a specific season. And as leaders as well, we can learn from the seasons of life that God drops into our laps that allow us to lead effectively. You see, effective leaders know the season they're in that's and good. they lead according to so that good. season. So that's the conversation we want to have today is how do we read the seasons and how does that apply to our leadership? So we're going to share a few things on how to read the seasons so that we can be effective leaders. The first thing is you got to know the season that the world around you is in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right now we're recording this from our home because we're at a stay at home order. And man, we've got to know, we've got to have a pulse on what's happening in the world around us because the people that we lead live in the world and they know what's going on and you've got to just be sensitive to what's happening. You know, as we're recording this now, right here in our area, the first waves of people that we actually know or know somebody who knows somebody are actually being affected by this virus. And we've got to know where people are, what's going on, watching the news, figuring out what's happening. You want to be the kind of leader that's in tune with what's happening and you're relevant to the world around us. Yes. And so if you're reading the world and, and seeing where they're at, the season they're in, it's going to help us with the next one, which is to, to read the season of your flock. And so now that we understand what's going on around us and how that relates to us and the people that we're leading, then we're going to be able to lead effectively. And so checking and reading where people are at, because what I'm finding during this whole experience and every day brings a new, a brand new experience for sure. But one thing that I'm noticing is that everybody is in a different place. 
Everybody's processing this in a different way and that's okay. And as a leader, we need to take uh, initiative and also recognize, okay, where are people at and how can I lead them in this time? You know, as a pastor, we're, we're making sure that we're shepherding and we're leading the people where they need to be led. So you may not have the title pastor, but you can really pastor people in this time just by seeing where people at. I've got people on different ends of the spectrum. There's, there's some that they're full of faith and they're believing and they're praying and they're proclaiming that this virus is going to come to an end and I'm standing in agreement with them. I've got also other people that are, it's really bringing up a lot of fear and insecurity. And so it, it, for some people, it's taking them to a darker place. And you know what? They're no less spiritual than the people that are believing in faith. So what I want to do in those moments is be sensitive to that, read the season that they're in and, and walk in that with them and help them process it in a healthy way that we're a safe space for people to process information so that we can call people to the next step. That's the biggest thing. That's what leaders do is they're really just helping people go on the journey with them and help them take that next step. So if you've got someone that's wanting to lead the charge, hey, as a leader, you want to fan the flame. You always want to be that cheerleader that is always cheering people on. If if they have momentum in their life, you want to be the leader that says, go for it, go for it, go for it, giving them green lights all the way. And then if you've got someone that's a little bit more timid, uh, a little bit more fearful, then you, you stay in that place with them and then encourage them and, and build them up so that they feel like they can keep moving forward. They don't have to isolate. They don't have to draw back, but that's what effective leaders do in moments like this, where they read the season, they read the season of their flock so that they can call them up to the next place. And you know, Jesus did this. He didn't lead all his disciples the exact same way. He read the season that they were in and, and even he would take a few and he would take them up to the next level because they showed that hunger. They showed that desire. If there were some that needed some one-on-one time, he would do that. And so we as leaders can do that as well. And with that, we'll lead effectively. So read the the world, read the season of the world, read the season of your flock, and then read the season of your heart. As leaders, do not neglect taking care of yourself, but look at how you're processing, making sure that you're processing it, finding a safe space where you can have someone that you can share your heart with. Because if you're pouring out, if you're always leading, but you're never looking at how your heart is actually doing, then you can really get into an unhealthy place. And and we don't, we as leaders, we don't need to stay in the same space where we're we're saying, I've got to be strong for everyone all the time. There's times where I'm I just I'm kind of done for this the day and I just need to get recharged, recharged in the Lord. I also need to have people in my life where I can share things with and say, Hey, how are you doing? How are you processing? I get to share some of my frustrations and, and sometimes just sharing things, uh, not to complain, but to be able to have a safe space where it's like, Hey, I'm not crazy for thinking this way. I'm not weird for processing it this way. Really just getting it out of my mind and getting it out of my heart in, in, in the air with someone else that's that's wise can really bring a lot of healing to me and I can get up and I can go again. And it's important. I mean, both of those things you just said, knowing the, the season that your flock is in, knowing your personal season and what you're facing, what you're going through. I think both of those really tie into the way 
that God relates to us through the person of Jesus. That's Jesus right. came into the world this this incarnation, this incarnational leadership. I think is is us stepping into where people are and being present mm -hmm. with them. That's good. I think that there's an art to knowing like where where you're trying to take people in the vision, and then and then also just being with them where they are because you can't like leave them behind. Right. And so I think it's very important for you not only to know where people are so you can meet them there, but then where you are so that you can make sure that you're being as healthy and effective as you possibly can. Because once you start kind of stepping outside of that season where you are and kind of trying to be somebody that you're not, it just starts to mess up the whole mm. rhythm of leadership and and really the trust that people put in you because if if they can see that you're not being real then then they're going to they're going to know there's something up there's something off yeah. and and you've got to be able to tap back into that so i know that it takes some time to really slow down but maybe even during this season that we're in this quarantine season having some time where you reflect and you think about where you are and how you can move forward is so so important and the fourth thing when you're talking about seasonal leadership is read the season of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Read the season that, that God is wanting to accomplish. Uh, in his book, uh, The Purpose Driven Church, Rick Warren, he says that, that pastors, church leaders are supposed to be like surfers. He says, surfers don't create the waves, but they ride the waves. Good. And what we've got to be able to do is discern where the waves that God are creating right now, where are they coming from? Because God's working all the time. Yes. He's working around us constantly. He's always doing things in the hearts and lives of people. And whenever you know the season that the Holy Spirit is bringing or that wave that he's bringing, then you're able to minister effectively inside of that time and really serve people and lead at your highest level that you possibly can. Jesus did this. Yeah, we see this in the life of Jesus in Luke chapter 19, starting verse four, there's a man named Nicodemus and or, excuse me, the, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus <laughs> and Zacchaeus was climbing up a tree so that he could see Jesus coming by. Can yeah. you imagine a grown man up in a tree? And I want you to see what happened here. It says, so he ran ahead. He climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Notice what Jesus did. Verse five. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up at him and he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Mm, today. Jesus looks and sees a guy in a tree and says, yeah, yeah, God's working in that guy's heart. Mm. The Holy Spirit's doing something in his life. And so now Jesus then joins that work there. That's a model for us on how we are most effective in our lives is when we notice what the season is and we meet people there. Yeah. Here's the thing. There are people who are in trees right now. Yes. <laughs> right now, wherever you are, there are people who are climbed up trees. They're not acting like their normal selves. They're outside of their routine. They don't know what they're doing. People are homeschooling their kids who normally send them off to school. So here, everybody's in this place where you just need something. And study has shown that people are most open and receptive to spiritual truths whenever they're undergoing some kind of trial, trouble, situation where it's beyond them. And now they're going to look outside of themselves to really find out where they can get that information or that hope or that peace that they need in their lives. And so it's so important for us as leaders 
to know what the Holy Spirit is doing so that we can then minister to people in the most effective way that we possibly can. I think one of the questions I ask myself as I'm discerning or reading the season that the Holy Spirit is bringing is, what is my role or what's the God calling me to be during this season? Am I supposed to be an encourager? Am I supposed to be a, a prophetic voice, someone who's bringing a word of correction and change and repentance? I mean, what kind of voice is God calling me to have in this season and how am I supposed to approach it? Because God wants his people to be blown with the wind of the spirit, to yes. be moved by the spirit and to be the kind of people that you you know God's God's a part of their lives. Yeah. God's doing something in their lives. I think it's so important to do that. Yes, and in the Holy Spirit, he works corporately and individually, but he's always taking us in the same direction. Yes. And he says the same, he's saying the same message because he's doing a work in the earth right now that's very specific. He didn't cause what's going on, but he's using what's going on to get the attention of the church. And if we ha- we want to uh, you know, maximize this opportunity to, to use what is going on to bring glory to God's name, I believe the Holy Spirit will use us. And I want to encourage you because in this journey, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us that person's in a tree and that person's in a tree, or I'm going to give you this word at this moment to do this thing. And sometimes it's not always as clear as you want it to be, but that's where faith comes in. And that's where we just have to remember to keep our ears open and lean into what God is saying. And he's going to give us the truth that we need and the message that we need to share. And one thing, just some of the behind the scenes of this whole process, filming our, our services for Sunday, you know, I'm filming the sermon, uh, Pastor Dillip is filming, filming the worship and, and we're doing it separately. But you know, one thing that we noticed when we put it all together, was it, it was the same message and we didn't even collaborate on that. And that just showed us that it was the Holy spirit doing that work in us, prepping us before we even film. We don't really fully grasp the, the magnitude of that. And then in the end, we see this complete work that the Holy Spirit really orchestrated and put together like a puzzle. It was so beautiful. But in the moment that we were filming, I can guarantee that both of us, we weren't feeling like, oh yeah, for sure. This is exactly what I know I'm supposed to do. We're just being led. We're just being led by what the Holy Spirit is is, is leading us to do and leading us to say, and it's like, yeah, yeah, let's do this, you know, and, and on that end, you're, you're sure ish, you know, and then you do it and then you see it on the other side. I'm like, man, I'm so glad that we just went for it. So it may not always feel 100% certain I'm doing this and this is exactly what got, no, just try something, see and be led and be sensitive to the Holy spirit and watch, watch how he'll just use the work of your hands. If you do it with all your heart and watch how he'll orchestrate it. And it's always going to point back to God. It's always going to bring glory to God. And in the end, that's what we're, we're doing and why we're, why we're in this. The final thing kind of in this reading the season of the Holy Spirit is is finding out who it is that you're supposed to invite to mm. be a part of that role that you have. So you've discerned what it is that God wants you to do in that season. And now as a leader, you're always bringing other people with you. That's yes. what leaders do. You invite other people to the shared vision. And so what you do is you figure out what that part is that you're supposed to play. And then you go and you find people. Maybe it's to open a food pantry and to have a mobile drive up thing. And people are, man, invite people to that great vision. Maybe it's to raise 
raise some awareness about something that needs to be, uh, you know, everybody. Okay, so let's invite a team to that. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it is that you're supposed to be leading in that time, don't forget to lead people. Yes. Invite people to it. I see so many people who have leadership capacity and then they don't actually involve themselves in leading people because they mm. just go and do it themselves. Mm. God doesn't call us to be lone rangers doing it all by ourselves. We're called to have others who come alongside of us and get involved in the work with us because it's in these times where we're going to raise up new leaders. We're going to yeah. build teams of people and we're going to see our leadership strengthened in this time and not weakened or yes. declined. It's going to be this challenge that actually brings out some of the best yes. that I've ever had to offer and to serve other people with. I've loved having this conversation today. I think it's going to be relevant and hope-filled for so many leaders out there. Hey, take a moment, share this with somebody. Maybe you want to jump on a video chat and have a conversation afterwards about how you and your team can improve throughout this entire challenging season that we're in. And remember, God's with us. He's leading us forward. He's guiding us. And you, he will use you. He will use your powerful leadership to influence so many people. So remember, be full of hope, be full of courage, and we'll see you right next here at Leadership Lab Podcast.